You're listening to audio from Kingsway Christian Church. If you'd like to check out more resources or donate to this ministry, please visit kingswaychurch.org. Hey, everybody. Welcome to A Step Further. This is our weekly podcast from Kingsway Christian Church, where we take what we talked about on Sunday one step further. My name is Matt Nickerson. I'm the host for today's podcast, and we're so glad that you're tuning in with us today. Hopefully, you got a chance to go online and watch our live pre-recorded services that we put out there for you, uh, and hopefully you were challenged and encouraged by the message where we really opened up the book of Luke and looked at the fact that God loves all of us. And we see that when God took the gospel to these shepherds. And again, as we said in that video, if you missed it, when God took the gospel, sent these angels to the shepherds, then sent the shepherds in to look at baby Jesus, and then they came back worshiping and praising him. That was such a breakthrough moment because the shepherds were were really considered pushed aside. They were considered dirty and unclean. They were probably watching over the animals that would be used at sacrifice, but they themselves couldn't make sacrifices because they were considered unclean by the work that they did. And, but the God is showing us, even in that, that he's opening the door so that all people will come to him. And what's interesting is, see, every culture around the world values different things. And uh, even in America, there are certain things we value more than others. And those may actually differ somewhat depending on your family structure and how you were raised and what you were taught. But you ever notice that in America, we really value people who look a certain way? That's why, by the way, at this time of the year, everybody's buying workout equipment. Everybody's buying uh, gym memberships. Although maybe right now with COVID still going on, maybe nobody's buying any gym memberships. But we tend to put a high value on health and dieting and exercise and all that kind of things. We put a high value on certain clothes and name brands, and we we spend more money on certain name brands and less money on other name brands. It could be the exact same quality or product or whatever it is, but it has nothing to do with it, does it? Uh, We do the same thing with our cars. We do the same thing with our golf clubs. We do the same thing with our shoes for athletic events and baseball gloves and you name it, and on and on and on it goes. Well, the reality is, Culture puts a value on things and says, this is valuable, this is not. And depending on where you live, that value marker may or may not add up to God. And depending on where you are right now, that value marker may or may not add up to you. So it's fascinating to me. Um, I don't like to say as much about this on a Sunday morning experience because right now during COVID, we know we have more kids watching our our adult services than usual. And so I just want to be careful. I don't want to plant thoughts, but the reality is, More people will think about and even try suicide between around last Sunday and the end of the year. Those last 14 days towards the end of the year leading up to Christmas and then on into New Year's are so terribly paralyzing and isolating and lonely and painful and hard for so many people as they reflect on either their own great loss or grief or loneliness or despair or or lack of developing in life or whatever it is. And culture has placed a value on, on life that too many of us take into ourselves and adopt as our own. And I think one of the reasons God sent Jesus is one and only son. We see it, right? And most clear passage in the entire Bible, John chapter 3, verse 16, for God so loved the world. We see it. It's clear. He gave his one and only son. That, that you don't have value because culture says you're valuable. You don't have value because you look a certain way. You don't have value because you succeeded or didn't succeed at a certain thing that the world says is valuable. You have value because God himself looks at you and says, I love you. And we see this continued in the birth and in the story of Jesus. 
In fact, Jesus is taken to um, go through some rites, a circumcision rite that's normal for a Hebrew man in his day. And when he gets to the temple, it says in Luke chapter 2, so we're still in the birth kind of narrative stories, verse 36, it says, there was a prophet, Anna, the daughter of Penuel of the tribe of Asher. Now, first up, it wasn't completely unheard of for there to be female prophetesses. Uh, it says prophet, but she's a female, so a prophetess. It wasn't completely unheard of for that to happen, but it certainly wasn't the norm in Israel. And it's very interesting that Luke lets us know about this because Luke is connecting a dot that when Jesus came, he came to radically break up some of the social orders of the day. Jesus gave value to women in a way that Greco-Roman culture and even some ancient Judaism culture would never have given value to. Jesus had women who followed him around. We'll see that later in Luke and actually helped fund his ministry and keep it going. And uh, that's just who Jesus was. But part of the reason Luke is telling us that is he's breaking up the identity structures existent in the culture. But notice what it says of her because her identity structure goes even, even deeper. She was very old. She had lived with her husband seven years after her marriage and then was a widow until she was 84. Now, that's fascinating. Um, we don't know, by the way, if it's that she was 84 or she'd been a widow for 84 years. Either way, it's a really long time. It's a really long time. We don't know exactly what that means. But in that culture, it was pretty common for uh, a young woman to get betrothed and then married in her late teens, possibly her early 20s. And so she was with her husband seven years. It's more than possible she was in her early mid-20s when her husband passed away. And obviously, if you follow Hebrew culture and laws, there should have been other people who could have stepped in and nobody did or nobody chose to. Maybe nobody wanted her. Maybe by cultural standards, she was uh, undesired for whatever the reason be. Now, that's fascinating that Luke would cover all this because here she is in the temple when Jesus shows up. And what's fascinating is even though culture has labeled her as unworthy or, I don't know, not good, damaged goods, whatever it might be, she still has a love and a passion for God. Take a look. It says, she never left the temple. This is all verse 37. But worshiped night and day, fasting and praying. I don't even know what that means. She literally never left the temple? Like, did she live there? Did she eat off the food that the priest and others ate off of? She fasted all the time? What was she fasting about? What did she want? Maybe, even though life was hard, and even though culture had treated her a certain way, and even though she felt her own value was not present, maybe, and it seems to be true in the story, maybe she found that her real value wasn't in the cultural norms anyway, wasn't in the labels that the culture and the world gives, but actually was found in God himself. And maybe she just hungered and thirst for righteousness so greatly that she just wanted to be in the presence of God with God's people coming in day after day to worship him and to celebrate him. It says in verse 38, coming up to them at that very moment, she gave thanks to God and spoke about the child to all who were looking forward to the redemption of Jerusalem. When Joseph and Mary had done everything required by the law of the Lord, they returned to Galilee to their own town of Nazareth. And the child grew and became strong. He was filled with wisdom and the grace of God was on him. So I think it's fascinating that again, you've got this just little baby coming in with mom and dad and she knows. She doesn't know everything, but she knows something. She sees it and stops and gives glory to God. She knows God gives her some sort of sign. This baby is something special. And then the story moves on. 
her connection to the story is over and the story becomes about Jesus again. And here's what I want to suggest to you for our time today. I don't know what baggage you're feeling. Here we are kicking off a new year very soon. I don't know what weight you're carrying. I don't know what dreams died in 2020. I don't know what you had hoped would go one way and it went another. And you've got sorrow. You've got grief as a result of it. But I know this, your value doesn't come from whatever didn't work out in 2020. Your value comes from God. So perhaps what you need to do is not more exercise and not more weight machines, but perhaps what you need to do most of all is just be in your father's presence day after day after day, reminding yourself in his presence of who he is. Because I promise you this, someday God is going to connect a dot in your life, just like when Jesus showed up that day for her, and he's going to take all that time that you've spent in his presence, and he's going to do something beautiful with it at just the right moment. So my encouragement to you, if you're listening to this, is be ready. We'll see you next time.